Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome. Hey, it's March 5th, a Friday, and we're back with the Seinfeld Podcast with Laura. Laura, how's it going today? Good, good. Glad it's Friday. I, <laughs> I, I am glad it's Friday, too. Um, for time reference, because again, we're talking about Seinfeld. I mean, something that you may stumble across even 10 years from now. We're in the middle of the COVID pandemic, and we're, we're, enjoying, we're enjoying this. It's nice to watch Seinfeld and you know, you don't have to think about COVID for a half hour each week. So it's nice. Pretty good. And this was a good episode. There was a lot going on here. I, yes. I The past couple of weeks, and we're still in the 30s of this vulture list of the top episodes. And I got to admit, the last couple of weeks, I mean, I wasn't horrified, but I wasn't blown away by the episode. I wouldn't rank this maybe in my top 10 or even top 20. But this was a satisfying episode. Um, yeah. All of the um, you know storylines were good. I didn't have to skip through anything. I, I was impressed. How'd you feel? It was good. I love, I love Tim Watley. I mean, yeah. I, uh, Brian Cranston is. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can watch him read a phone book, and he'd be awesome. You know, so I anything with him, I'll I like, and he's really good on this show. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially like when he becomes, I don't know where that falls on the list, but when like he becomes a Jew, you know, for the joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know, that's tip top right there. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of good stuff. And we talked about this last week. You know, Cranston, I, I don't I would be, it would be silly if we start talking about the greatest actor of all time. But man, he, he had Tim Watley, he had Malcolm in the Middle, Dad, and he had Breaking Bad. I, I mean, the, the, width of this guy's character, how you can approach all these different roles. I mean, maybe we should consider more, a, better, a better actor than we do. I mean, oh, he's what a really, talent. He's a yeah. very good actor. Yeah. He did, he did a movie um, maybe two years ago, maybe, I'm going to mm-hmm. say. I, every time just is not what it used to be yes. anymore. <laughs> um, he did a movie with uh, Steve Carell, mm-hmm. um, where Steve Carell's played a father whose son died in the military service and uh, Brian Cranston was his really good buddy from when they served in the military and they like went to collect the body and bring it back to where he was going to be buried. It was very good. It was a drama, you know? So, I mean, he's a very good dramatic actor as well. Definitely. Definitely. I like your questions. And again, label maker, you know, we'll talk about the show and the questions. I feel weird going through every step of the show or yeah. telling you what it is. Because, again, if you're here, you're here because you like Seinfeld. I don't need to say, oh, here's what Seinfeld is or here's what Label Maker is. But we'll talk about it. Uh, definitely a heck of a lot of stuff going on in the show, which was a really good thing. 
Uh, Laura had some questions. Uh, very good. Uh, talking about have you ever regifted? And uh, oh, I'm going to tell a bad story. I'm going to get embarrassed. I got one too. So. If, if <laughs> brother in law, if you're listening, fast forward 15 seconds or, or just forgive me. It's been years ago. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> my family doesn't like buying me stuff anymore. Like they usually <laughs> go for the gift cards or if I mention, like they noticed I didn't have that much Steelers shirts. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so they bought me a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt. They used to buy me video games because, yes, I'm in my mid-40s. I still play video games. <laughs> not as much as I used to, but still, it's I'm in my mid-40s. I got to get, get, give it up. You're not alone. There's a lot who do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at this time, yeah, people are doing that. Well, I made the mistake of this is early in my marriage, and thankfully, it, it could have went sour. I mean, if we were in the Seinfeld episode, I may have been divorced. Who knows? Um <laughs> My brother-in-law gave me a basketball video game. And, you know, for sports games, there's a million a year, and each year they come out with a different one. And, and we start really analyzing the video game he got me, and some basketball game. I'm like, oh, well, if it's not that good, I'll just trade it back in. Which, mm -hmm. you know, my goodness, you know, someone's buying something for you to think about you. And, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't an expensive game. You know, we weren't spending tons of money on each other, but it's kind of like, you know, I'm spitting their face yelling F you. You know, it's not a good thing at all. So, yeah, I wasn't re-gifting. Like, I didn't give it to war. I didn't give it to somebody like, else. Like, gifted Yes. But but that's even <laughs> worse. Another episode. <laughs> right. But that's even worse because at least, mm -hmm. like, for you, like, like now you wouldn't like video games. and say you like video games. If mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'm going to give this to you, at least you might say, wow, what a nice thought or anything. When yeah. you go to the video store, game store, they'll give you, what, 5% of what the game's worth because they're trying to make money oh, themselves. Yeah. So probably de-gifting is even worse than re-gifting. So I'm, I'm even worse than, you know, Jerry, all the people were in that Seinfeld. How about you? You have an embarrassing story. I do, yeah. Well, it just happened. I mean, I do it. I, I started, it, I'll be honest, I had never thought of this, mm -hmm. how sad is that, until this episode. Okay. <laughs> I never, it never dawned on me that that is something that could be done. And I'm in a unique position that a lot of my parts of my life don't touch each other, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. My, my people, I, my friends that I work with will never meet my, my family, you know, because yeah. my brother and his family live in Connecticut. So it's not mm -hmm. like they're going to ever meet, you know? So my sister-in-law, uh, the Connecticut side, um, gave me uh so they were um, wine gla wine glass, um, like portable wine glasses, like uh, like you have the travel mugs, you know, with the lid. Mm -hmm. But they were wine glasses, and they had like wine sayings on them. Okay. And I don't drink wine at all. Oh, okay. So I gave them to my other sister-in-law on my husband's side. <laughs> now they have met once, you know, probably almost twenty years ago. Okay. But, um, I, they were like, oh, this is so nice. And I'm like, good. I'm <laughs> glad you like it. <laughs> but to me, it's it's a good idea. You know? Yeah. He probably shouldn't have done it in the same friend circle. That's yes. Like, that was where he went wrong. <laughs> well, and even if we focus on the first couple of minutes, we could probably get an hour out of that. We're not going to do that today. Yeah. But the other question I had was, have you ever, and I'm, I'm trying to think about this because I like entering contests. If you go to the website, I'm goofy on posting contests. That's a dumb hobby I have. Mm -hmm. So I've won some really nice things. I'm trying to think of the 
best gift I was given because it was strange because, you know, Jerry, he had two tickets to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, the, the Drake's wedding. So, uh, yeah, you could go to because of that. So, I mean, I'm trying to think of the best gift I ever gotten and the awkwardness because, you know, Jerry's saying, hey, you take those tickets. Here's a gift for you. And, and that's, that, I thought that was strange. Not even just in the same friend circle, but man, it feels awkward when you get something really nice that they say, hey, it's just yours, you know? Yeah. I, uh, that that whole Super Bowl thing just threw me, you know. Yeah, it was another one of my one of my issues, you know. It, I mean, like Browns tickets, you know, or you know, insert name of team here, you know. Right. That would be a lot easier to hand over than a game that's a destination spot. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's like Jerry was offended because Elaine didn't want to go. And of course, right. Kramer said he doesn't like American football, which right. know, of course Kramer would say that. Right. Um, but it's you know it it is a lot of money. You know the Super Bowl is a lot of money. You know, in fact, George at that time, what is this? What year was this episode? Um, let me look here. Ninety five. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it would be a fifteen hundred dollar expense. Right. I mean, imagine what it would be today. Yeah, for tickets alone, let alone airfare. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming, I mean, the only Super Bowl in New York was, I think, uh, maybe about six, seven years ago. So yeah. you know, it had to have been California, Florida, mm-hmm. wherever they played, or maybe Texas, wherever they played the game. Yeah. So, yeah, that have been wild. And, and just the mm-hmm. weird thing, like, Watley kind of wasn't sure about it. And, and, you know, the other thing, too, is we talk about giving gifts back. And yeah, label maker, yeah, it was a bigger deal back then. But my goodness, a label maker for a Super Bowl tickets. I mean, yeah. I, that was awkward. I mean, yeah. I, I've had something where, like, okay, my mom sometimes would give a larger amount of money. Not millions or anything, but just <laughs> more than if I gave Laura 20 thank you for something, you know, and it was always awkward because she didn't want anything back and we're like, oh, we'll hit you up, we'll take you out to eat sometime or anything um, and, you know, maybe that's okay because at least you're giving them the gift of time which is important, especially for you know, the mother in your life but man, a label maker for Super Bowl tickets they mm-hmm. made the label maker into a bigger deal, so maybe the label maker was a bigger deal back in 95 I remember but, that was around when they first came out sort okay. of I mean, they used to have, I don't know what they were called, the, the kind that you would, like, move the dial and push. Yeah, yeah. You know, to make the, the raised up letters. They used yeah. to have those, like, in the 70s. But, like, the kind that they're dealing with here, they were, they're, like, more, like, a little bit more fancy, I think. Right. But, I mean, you know, Tim Wiley's a weirdo anyway, you know. He's a, he's a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember, he also, in another episode, he also doesn't like Jerry. You know, because yeah. you know he didn't want to invite him to his party because he's a troublemaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I guess you can't expect a lot when he didn't like him. You know. So yeah, it, just, it was just a very strange, very funny, which is good. And yeah. uh, to the writers' credit, obviously they create humor from very strange situations. But yeah, it, it was funny. I mean, it was very weird, to say the least. And you were asking, too, about, hey, if someone gave you Super Bowl tickets, would you go? Um, 
probably at the time when we worked together, when I was young in my marriage and we didn't have kids, I'd be mm -hmm. like, heck yeah. And whoever it might yeah. be. May have been the weird guy in the newsroom that nobody talked to that we didn't know that well. I mean, I would have went with uh, Troubling Boss or whatever. I, you know, who knows? I mean, I've been with anybody. Now with two um, kids, it's tough. I mean, on the podcast, I talked to a guy from one of my favorite bands, Switchfoot, last week. And it, it was good conversation. And we talked. They're coming to a festival in Ohio. And we talked about, hey, maybe we can meet up beforehand, do an interview or anything. And, you know, maybe I could get in this festival and watch them play. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was funny. Like 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I mean, circling that date, telling everybody about it. Now with two kids, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can make yeah. it. And so I, I told that guy that. Yeah. I felt awkward going, man, I'm going to mm -hmm. be old man. But, yeah, it, kids really throw a crimp in plans like that. And I know mm -hmm. my, my wife, too, would be asking questions like, you know, obviously I couldn't go for a woman if it was a friend or, or not. And yeah. <laughs> I, I can imagine, too, that, you know, even guys, like, hey, you spent a lot of time with him. Why, why are you going to the Super Bowl with him? You know, just a bunch. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> theory would be fantastic, but in reality, yeah. it may be hard to put together. How about you? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably not. Um, a little known fact. My niece, my youngest niece, um, she's four, 15? Yeah. Um, 15? 17. Yeah. 17. She was, uh, she actually sang at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was uh, part of, she was in the Sandy Hook Elementary School when the shooting happened in Connecticut and they invited the choir to go sing. So she got to go. And my sister in law, Eileen, the one who gave me the glasses, um, went and took her, you know, they could only bring one adult with them. So oh. I don't know. I'm, I, to me, the, to me, the enjoyment of the Super Bowl is at home. Yeah. But I'm also very lazy. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And the older you get, it's tougher. <laughs> I mean, I know for sports and some people are having a hard time, you know, we're here in the middle of the COVID pandemic and you know, a lot of sports have been canceled and, when sports come back, I mean, even now, yeah. there's a limit of our fans. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be able to, uh, you probably wouldn't be able to be one of those people among the photos. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Super Bowl. And, and, yeah, and now, I mean, I would be like, man, uh, you know, I, I'm fine being at home watching the games. I mean, I, yeah. I, maybe 20 years ago, it'd be harder to catch all the games on TV, but it sounds like as long as you have the appropriate cable package, you can get pretty much any game on TV. I'm like, hey, it's all good. I, I talked to somebody who went to the Ohio State Sugar Bowl game, and they literally let, like, 1,000 people in, you know, because of COVID. And mm -hmm. uh, he was telling me it was such a weird experience because okay. you're watching a game with nobody there, which is weird for a professional game anyway. Mm -hmm. But secondly, the fact that it's a really big game. I mean, I've been to some Indians mm -hmm. games or Blue Jackets games in the past where nobody was there, and you're like, well – you know, the team stinks, you know, that's why nobody's there. But when you're there, it's a major college bowl game, or I'm sure like the Super Bowl was, there was more people there, but not a full house. Kind of weird watching a big game like that with nobody there. So, yeah, very strange. So what did you think of uh, Tim Tim Watley giving a ticket to Newman? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird, too. Um, I once got – I once won, like, ten tickets to the – Ohio State Michigan game. So I took some mm. friends, I sold some other ones. It was good. And they were all in different parts of the state. It was a weird contest. Well, I got yelled at by friends who I didn't invite because the mm. um 
the the four best tickets that I went with were uh, like two rows behind the Michigan bench. So it was really good uh, seats for the game. And I get yelled at, but at least I made the argument saying, hey, these are people I was really close with. I, it was a guy I was working with that I was close with. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else went? I can't even remember. My brother. Yeah, my brother went. You got to take your brother with you. If he, and mm-hmm. he's, not, he's a, a much bigger high State fan than I am. And a real close friend from my church. And I'm like, hey, I got to take it. Uh, so, yeah, it's. So you didn't bother to take your mailman? Is that what you're no. saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I had some awkward conversations with people. And, like, I, my brother will ask me, well, which is tough because that's a family. I had a guy that I really wasn't that close with that kind of felt annoying. I think he knew that. And he was asking me out loud, like, why did I go? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, that would have been like the Newman, <laughs> me inviting yeah, Newman. Those are annoying, sir. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, he, he hates that a lot. You think that a lot, but he hates that a lot. Yeah, but yeah it, it was tough. Yeah. So it's kind of a slap on the face. You're inviting Newman, and it's kind of weird. And then. Especially after Elaine was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had, he had the back and forth, too, because. I can see if you're interested in, in well, you know, if you're single and you're interested in the girl, what a way. I mean, it's that's impressive. I mean, you're not saying, hey, here's tickets to the Lily game. You know, you're saying, hey, I want tickets to the Super Bowl. But again, that's a big step because, you know, yeah, unless it's in your same town, it's overnight and everything <laughs> leaves a and bunch Elaine, of questions. I yeah. mean, Elaine liked Tim Watley. Remember that right. raid episode? She was, she wanted to ask him, she wanted him to ask her out. Yeah. I mean, it was probably just too fast, you know. Yeah, I, I like the I like the questions coming there about like he invited her up, and obviously there's a connotation. What happens when you invite somebody? Uh, no, upstairs. she invited herself up. Oh, and, yeah, she invited herself up, which definitely is a big Jerry sign. And, Jerry and George were like, "Well, there you go. That's your right. addition right there." <laughs> and then Tim had to go, which you know, in those situations, sometimes. Mm-hmm. If we're called, you say, hey, deal with it. <laughs> you know, I'll yeah. come back tomorrow. But apparently yeah. it was serious enough where Tim had to go to work. And, okay. yeah, all kinds of stuff. But I think Elaine wanted to come up just to try to find that label maker. You know, because yeah. oh, there yeah. were some concerns. The label yeah. maker played a big role in this episode. Lots of back and forth with label makers. And I'm like, okay, I know this is 20 years ago, but why are we yelling about a label maker? Or 30 okay. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. So I was like... The one other thing um, that caught me was the I, I you know it, I'm a I was a latecomer to Seinfeld. I didn't really watch it the first maybe two seasons. I would say, yeah, very little at at most. And then I got more involved in it. And um, the one thing that always I I would always not like dislike was I never really got into the comedy bits at the beginning yeah. of the show. This and was a good one. And I don't know why, I, because now, you know, maybe it's, you know, the impact of coronavirus and needing things to have on while I'm working. I've had, uh, I've, I've had a lot of stand-up comedy playing in the background on my, you know, from Netflix and stuff. And, uh, but that comedy bit caught me because, you know, when you, when you heard what he was talking about at the beginning of the comedy bit, he said, you know, people are, you know, yay, we love you, we love you. And then you go, somebody goes to another team and they're like, no, you're a, you're a bum. And, and yeah. he said, really what you're rooting for is the clothing. Right. Which right. is, was the interesting point. And, you know, I, it made me think of LeBron. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, everybody hated him when he was wearing a Laker jersey, but 
I, I don't think the hatred for LeBron was the same the second time he left because, yeah. and I think it was because of the, because he, he did bring a title, you know? And I think, I don't, I don't think people liked that he left quite as much as he did, you know, the first time he did. So the Jersey thing came, just, it made me think of LeBron because, you know, in a lot of ways that's true, you know, like look well, at the people with Tom Brady, you know, yeah, Tom Brady, I mean, there were a lot of people who were like, after he won, you know, the Super Bowl this time, he, you know, they were like, I sort of feel empty. You know, I sort right. of feel like, you know, this could have been, you know, another one for us in, you know, in New England, you know. Well, yeah, and Brady's an interesting story because he was so known as a New England guy, even though he wasn't from New England. He was from right. California, but he became ingrained there. Mm-hmm. I, it was easy even for a casual football fan to say, oh, yeah, Tom Brady's a Patriot. And, and again, if you're stumbling across this 20 years later, <laughs> um, you know, Brady went to um, Tampa Bay and he actually won the Super Bowl his first year in Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, which is a big deal. I, I think I agree with you. And I think LeBron even was even more like that based on the fact he was from that area. And there was such a, yeah, Brady became part of New England, but like LeBron was Northeast Ohio. And there was yeah. so much craziness that went on with that. I mean, we had a discussion on our morning podcast about that where there's still some hard feelings. And I really think that based on some of the things that happened, especially at the first time he left Cleveland, there's a lot of there's a lot of hard feelings where I think LeBron's smart enough where he's not going to scream about all the time. But there was some incident. Uh, one of the games where the Lakers, the team he's playing for at the time of the podcast, uh, came to Cleveland. Uh, he got mad because team – like team workers were cheering after missing shot. He was talking about that. Mm-hmm. And one of my co-hosts was like, why? Who cares? And I'm like, well, I think there's some inner strife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if I'm mad at somebody, I'm not going to just go right to him and say it. I mean, I'll, I'm going to get grumpy. I may snap at something silly. And I think, you know, that's the whole thing for Bron. But no, you raise a good point because yeah, I, I think in sports, we cheer for the clothes more often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to think about LeBron, you think of like, uh, you know, here in Cleveland, like Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's a popular quarterback for the Browns and, you know, he's doing well at the time of the podcast, but, you know, Baker really doesn't have any allegiance to Cleveland. He's not from Cleveland, so he could go right. away someday. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And if he goes away, a lot of people who love him will probably hate him. And the you know, same thing, I think of Francisco Lindor, he's a popular Cleveland Indians player. He got traded and, I'm sure a lot of people who love him are going to hate him because he's not really part of Cleveland. It's just the outfit, you know, the Indians' clothes or whatever the team's going to be called. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see though because I, I would think a lot of a lot of um, Cavs fans were are like me that I didn't necessarily hate him. Mm-hmm. I hated what he did, you know, the way he left, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, he can go wherever he wants. He just didn't have right. to act the way he did when he did, you know? Right. So that's why I didn't like him, you know, because of the way he left. Right. It just It just seemed, you know, but, you know, I, I liked the way he came back. And the second time he left, yeah, I'm okay with it, you know? I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it was because of the title. I think it was just because of the way that it happened, you know? From reading some of the comments, both Laura and I are journalists, we work with a group of papers that covers – well, I mean, one of the bigger papers is Akron. That's where LeBron grew up. And 
you know, it's funny because I think after the second time, you don't see the comments after we put a LeBron story out there. Mm-hmm. I, the comments aren't as much of, oh, come on, LeBron, you should have stayed with Cleveland one titles. I think it's more of uh, LeBron was very outspoken. And again, at the time of this podcast, um, you know, President Trump just left the office and President Biden came in. And around the time of the election, LeBron had a lot to say about the election and Trump. Mm-hmm. And it's I think a lot of the negativity toward LeBron is from people who like President Trump. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. how, do, how dare you say it? And, yeah, well, yeah, because like in case, I mean, President Trump went after went after LeBron yes. early, in early on. I think it was I think it was before. No, it was during the presidency, right? Yeah, I think yeah. he was president when he when he did. He's like you know play the big play the game, you know. <laughs> Whatever. And yeah, I was thinking like when we worked together about twenty years ago. Can you imagine if we sat there and like predicted the future and said, "Yeah, presidents are going to be yelling at NBA players," and like, we're like, "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> it's weird how history has progressed, but that's good. You never know. I'm sure 20 years from now we'll see things that we never believed. Back oh then. yeah, well, so, we're flying in our cars. Yes, yes, very <laughs> weird. Let me see what other questions you have. Yeah, you were talking about the Drake with yeah. uh, the weddings. Drake yeah. canceled a bunch of weddings and. Yeah, a funny line in Seinfeld is "Hate the Drake." And yeah, <laughs> I, I, did we ever see the Drake? I don't know. Actually, I don't remember. Yeah, Actually, that's a good question. But yeah, but every we saw the Drake's um, like former girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Who also was on my old soap, my old soap opera. Similar yes. to the first episode that we watched together. <laughs> We did. We never knew the Drake, but yeah, he was there, and we didn't like him, which was honestly oh, yeah, we did. We did see him in the handicap spot. Oh. Yes. Okay. When they broke up. Yes. Okay. But that was a limited. You only saw him like once, right? I think so. Yeah. I must say yes. Which they. This is well. Back to my question that I had said was how many weddings did the Drake have canceled? And apparently oh, two. It's at least okay. two now because this episode, the label maker, was season six, episode twelve, and the handicap spot, which is where they broke up, um, was season four, episode twenty-two. So that's two weddings. I don't know if it's the same girl or not, but it's two weddings. So <laughs> what? What a character! I, I mean, I I can't. There's not that many characters like that. And, and yeah, the Drake wasn't mentioned in every episode. But yeah. if you watch that fun, if you knew who the Drake was, mm-hmm. and what a character when you only have to see him but for one time, it becomes a, a part of the show. Like, I think yeah. Frazier, and we're not going to discuss Frazier as much as we did last week, but you know, you talk about Maris. I mean, you know, Niles' ex wife. Um, my goodness. You know, <laughs> Maris was mentioned a billion times, and we never saw Maris. Right. And, Maybe Maris comes back for the revival. I don't know. But, you know, it's interesting. I think it's a brilliant character to, to work in a character like that where in Maris on Seinfeld, that would be interesting. Maris on Frasier and the Drake on Seinfeld, you hardly ever see him or never see him all when it comes to Maris. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, Carlton the doorman in uh, Rhoda, was it? Yeah, yeah. You remember that? I'm yeah. Really your time, Chris. <laughs> I, man, as a kid, I was watching a bunch of sitcoms. Oh, really? Okay. I good. don't know. I don't think Rhoda was around. I don't yeah. think Rhoda was in first run 
But yeah, oh, I saw it when it was in second too. We would we would get home and my parents were like busy doing stuff, and we'd sit in down and watch. Like TBS and WGM were the big things then, mm-hmm. and we almost memorized what the sitcom schedule was. And we'd be like, "All right, we're going before, and there's this sitcom four, four thirty-five. <laughs> it was my parents loved me. I know <laughs> you're thinking, "Man, this kid's parents are monsters." No, it wasn't. Just <laughs> watch too much TV. And I, I find myself that where I'm careful what my eight-year-old watches, but you know, I'll sit there sometimes if I'm tired. I'll sit and watch a couple of sitcoms. My wife's like. Why are you watching this? I'm like, hey, that's why there's eight year old, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I turned out, I think, okay, maybe not. Maybe that's why I am <laughs> the way I am today. But who knows? But yeah, I, I think there was some Rhoda. I, I think Rhoda was. I mean, I was born in '75. I think Rhoda was first on beforehand. But I remember Rhoda. I think it was on repeat or rerun, yeah. probably. It but. was like one of the one of the big characters on that show was never seen. Yeah. Um, and uh, you never really got a look, full look at um, the guy on uh, Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you saw like, part of his face and his back and stuff. I think he uh, died in real life, maybe, or I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's some show now. It, I, I thought it was a revival of Home Improvement. It's not, but some type of a reality show or contest type show where they have um, the two main guys from Home Improvement and there's another girl but they have people competing on Home Improvement tasks. But oh, when I first saw the poster, I'm like, they're bringing Home Improvement back. But, I mean, it, it's a reality show. I, I'm not sure if the guys portray their characters or they're just trying to be themselves. I, I don't know. It, it was weird. Yeah. Way too much TV going on. I don't know what I would have done as a kid if, I, if we had the TV we had now. It would have been kind of crazy. Um, one other thing I, I did want to mention that it wasn't in the synopsis as much, but the whole, whole thing with George and the girlfriend, I thought it was kind of weird. Um, yeah. And the the velvet. Don't forget yes. the velvet. He loves velvet. Well, I'm trying to think of I, – I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I came from a conservative background. Um I, I dated different women, but I mean, I met my wife in college and we were engaged by the time she graduated from college and when I entered the workforce, I was that way. So like, I mean, the women I was dating weren't necessarily adults at the time. I was dating like other college kids and other stuff like that. Right. Not as an adult, but that's how I was a college kid. <laughs> I'm confessing it. weird stuff now. But no, <laughs> so I never had that experience when I was dating someone who lived with somebody else. But I don't know how I would have reacted if I did someone who had a guy roommate. Uh, maybe not as awkwardly as George did, but it would have been different. I don't know. Yeah. I, I love the fact that there was never any kind of discussion before he moved, that all of the stuff in the apartment was his. Yes, I you thought know? that was strange. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He kept saying how much he loved that apartment. You know, he loves the apartment. And also, the second time that George came up with the idea of the mon- menage a trois to get out of something, yes, <laughs> and it didn't work. <laughs> so. yes. It seemed like they were into it, which George ended up being very freaked out about that. Which, yeah, that yeah. was weird. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so never. George does a lot of screaming when the sound is off. Yes. <laughs> yeah, never suggest that because you never know what the other person might say. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was fun. And 
I don't know. It just was strange. There was a lot, and I thought they were funny. The other um, episode like this is great. I, I thought it was funny that George, the roommate, looked like George. I thought yeah. that was fun. And yeah. I, I also thought, too, one of the funniest shows, uh, Seinfeld's, I remember, not in my top ten, but I, I thought the plot line was hysterical when uh, George was dating the girl that kind of looked like Jerry. Yeah. And then, you know, she cuts her hair halfway in the episode, and she looks more like Jerry. <laughs> it freaked George yeah. out. Yeah, Did I don't you, know how to react to that. Do you know who that is in real life? Ooh, ooh. That girl? That's Ricky Nelson's daughter, the singer. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Remember the band Nelson? Yes. Twin yes. guys? Those yeah. were the sons, twin sons. Wow. Wow. This is, it's amazing the crap that's in in my head. Yes. That, yes. You know, it does me no good. You know? My, my wife's <laughs> going to listen to this and say, you don't remember birthdays of your family. And yeah. you remember Rhoda. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, yes. I'm definitely like that. And it's Nelson, I, I probably couldn't name any Nelson songs. But, yeah, I knew you were talking about when you said Nelson. That... <laughs> Fact was in my brain, and yeah. other facts I really should know isn't in there. So, yeah, no, but I, I thought overall this was good. I want to make sure before we briefly talk about next week. Is there anything else we missed um, in this show? Yeah, you know, or anything we should talk about? I mean, obviously there's a half hour of content, but is there well, anything that we should talk about that we haven't talked about? I'll put that one way. thing I wrote down was the fact that in in the show. In the Seinfeld show, paybacks are a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> when you have to, like, when you've done somebody a favor, you know, the, yeah. paybacks, the paybacks don't really work in the show. You know, you got Banya with the suit. Yeah. You got the label maker now, which is just tragic. <laughs> um, also, another thing I wrote down that I loved from the show was Kramer when he was challenging. Um, well, when he was challenged by Newman, when they were uh, trying to, when Newman was trying to say that he wouldn't cheat in the game of Risk, mm-hmm. and he said, "What are you calling me a cheater?" And he said, "I'm looking right at you, Big Daddy." Yeah, that's a tough thing. <laughs> Kramer's got some good lines. So. Yeah, from Seinfeld, like on the payback thing, I, I believe all the characters in Seinfeld. I mean, I guess if you're, if you're giving something of great value. Give it to something, give it to a family member, give it to a friend you've known for a long time. Yeah. Or if you want to give it something at work, not in a not in a bad way, but give it to somebody you work with or somebody you like a manager you want to work better with and stuff. I mean, yeah. Have some strategy behind it. Don't just say, hey Newman or hey Watley, here's here's the tickets. Yeah. I mean, it leads to trouble. You're right. It happened a bunch of times on the series. Yeah, it's all because they give to weird people. Yeah, you got to make sure you don't give it within your same friend group. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that is just stupid on uh, yeah. Tim Wiley's part. I mean, he it, knows Elaine. <laughs> yeah. Any type of regifting is bad, uh, especially your friend group. And if you're doing the expensive gifts, I mean, come on. It's just stupid. Yes. But again, bravo to the Seinfeld writers because obviously that makes comedy. If they were smarter about it, it would be yeah, some weird documentary show that we probably never talked about. So, hey, <laughs> bravo to you that we're still talking about this 30 years later, which is good. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, I mean, overall, pretty good. I, I don't know. Maybe, again, if I ever had time to sit down and make my 169 episode strong list, maybe in the top, I don't know, 20 or 30, maybe. I don't know. I got to do it sometime. I, 
don't have the time to sit down and do that. But the more we talk about, I'm like, man, maybe I should. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but uh, next week, now it's the movie. Now lots of great comedy in Seinfeld from going to the movies. Do you remember exactly what this one is? I'm sure I'm going to start watching and say, oh yes, I know. I do. Um, okay. Um, this is the uh, when I believe this is the one where they're making the movie with when he's in the Woody Allen movie. Oh, okay. Yes, okay, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, where Kramer's in yeah, the Woody yeah. Allen movie. Yes, and oh, which makes sense because the description on the Vulture article talks about the narrative pretzel, and in that show, the sure, these cool. pretzels are making me thirsty. Was one of the more memorable lines of Seinfeld. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It should be a good one. So I loved especially the one where uh, when George is mad and he screams, "These pretzels are making yes. me thirsty." <laughs> and the great thing about that is, how would they have known that that line would become that classic line? But like yeah. sometimes when, like if you write a story, you're like, "Man, this is going to do really well online." I know it. But a lot of times, and we've talked oh. about this a lot, you never know. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Okay. You can, do you have the ability to edit these? It's not that one. Oh, it's not that one. Okay. No. Uh oh. Jerry's. Uh, it's the one where they can't find each other in the movie. And oh uh, yes, well that's a good one too. And. Uh, it, Elaine is trying to save the seats, but she can't. Okay. So. Well, you know what? Sorry. If you, if you don't mind, it's going to save me some time because I'm a little behind on editing stuff. Let's mm -hmm. leave this in and let's rant okay. for like two minutes because I'll make you, what you did okay. Yeah, you can make fun of me. Well, no, I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of Seinfeld because, again, another thing, because I've done this 50 times in the podcast, so you've done this once, which is okay. We're we're going to the same well over and over again with these episode ideas. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? When yeah. you can combine, like, when, and, hey, Seinfeld, none, lots of great episodes that, in regards to them going to the movie theater. No problem with that at all. But it's kind of weird when it's hard to understand what that show is when you just say the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very easy to get I should have read more. Yeah. But very easy to get confused because, hey, I saw the pretzel. I'm like, oh, that was the thing. But, man, if we really counted, how many episodes had big parts to do with movies? You know what I mean? Like, you think about, you know, them going to the, you know, when they were pirating movies and everything else. There's a bunch of movie things. And I'm sure part of it's because you have a limited number of sets. You know, you can't yeah. create a bunch of sets. But still, yeah, common mistake. I, I wouldn't make fun of you because I, I did that myself. I've done that a few a couple of times, so okay. no no problem at all. So all right, so we okay, so it's the one where they're trying to find each other in the movie. And there's mm -hmm. three different movies and they all seem to be the same different movie theater. They're trying to find each other with hilarious results, right? Yeah. Um what's one thing that's interesting about this next episode that we're we'll watch is it's one of the few episodes that does not have anything in Jerry's apartment. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a good one. So, should be very good. All right. Well, I, I did a quick scan. No big Seinfeld news. I'm not seeing that much more on the Frasier news. I mean, we're talking about maybe 
you know, thinking about this Fraser on Paramount. I, I'm very confused. I'll mention this real quick before we go. Uh, I was watching, um, they have two Fraser reunions in the past year during COVID. You know, everyone's getting together via Zoom to discuss memories. And at the end of the second episode, the reunion show, you know, they made some throwaway comment about, man, it'd be nice if we could explore this. I can't remember what this was. Mm-hmm. They all like, man, maybe we should do a reboot. And like, like Daphne and Niles and everybody, and people that we don't know if we're going to be in the show are saying that. So it was very strange. And yeah. that, last, that last conversation happened in November. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm very confused. Yeah. There's I, a I, number, and now there's another network that they were talking about. Um, I mean, really? I just don't know what I'm, I got to figure out what I want to watch. You know, some, some stuff's going to have to be left out. Oh, you're talking it being on Paramount. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, because I, I have, I mean, you probably have the same, but Netflix, Hulu, and Prime. Right. Plus, I have a subscription to um, Showtime, so I can watch Ray Donovan. Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, then, it, uh, then I have like a crappy cable channel system. You know, that's it's like twenty five channels or something ridiculous. That. You know, I only watched like three of them. <laughs> I think they planned too far ahead. Like they announced this big network. They want to announce new people. I mean, they have like CBS shows and everything. But you mm-hmm. want to get people like, wow, this new thing's yeah. coming back. So they probably talked to Kelsey and said, hey, if we pay you X, would you come back and do Frasier? He's like, oh, yeah, I will. Because Kelsey's not doing that much right now. Right. So they're probably mm-hmm. like, crap, we got to announce this today. So let's just go with it. He's coming back with Frasier. I don't think they've had a chance to talk to anybody else. Um, it, it'd be like, what? I think I saw something that Jane leaves is not gonna is not interested. Yeah, well, and I think they announced it early. I think that's what they did. Even like if when I set up this podcast thing, I'm doing. If I said, "Man, Laura Kess will be there," and somebody out there is like, "Wow, Laura will be great." Well, what's she doing? <laughs> oh, we don't know. You know, we're trying to figure this out. You know, Laura might be probably nothing. No, <laughs> but, but one thing is, I yeah, think. I they, the cart was way before the horse. Like, you know, instead of saying, hey, this is what's going to happen, I think they just got excited to have Kelsey say, yeah, Kelsey hasn't had a ton of acting roles lately. So, yeah. you know, like us all, you know, hey, it's a payday, and, you know, we're probably not going to say no. So it was tough. So, well, hopefully we'll find out more about that next week and uh, looking forward to the movie. Mm-hmm. And no worries, Laura. Hey, you know, we've all. I'm going to have some pretzels while I'm watching it. Yes. I may have some pretzels right now. That sounds really <laughs> good. I'll, I'll be running upstairs and I'll be yelling about pretzels. And my wife's like, what are you talking about? So be good. These pretzels right. are making me thirsty. Yes, definitely. And, and we'll see whenever that sh- thing finally comes. Maybe it'll be next year. Who knows? All right. It's, well, it's 124. Oh, it's a while. Why is it 124? It wasn't number one, but it's not. It should be 120. I don't know. Maybe we'll have that guy back on and just yell at him. It'll be, it'll be great. <laughs> All right. Well, for Laura, this is Chris. We'll be back next week. Thanks for checking out the Seinfeld podcast. Have a good one. Take care.